0: Thank you. What's up, everybody? Happy Golden Globe Sunday! Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I'm your host, David. I am joined with today, Ryan. I'm gonna make you a pod you
1: can't refuse.
0: Good job, Ryan. I've I've, oh, I've, I've missed I've missed those random puns d- during <laughs> during the openings. And Leo, do you have one?
2: I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I didn't prepare. I feel bad. I'm sorry, people. I've let you all down. <laughs>
0: So by Ryan's wonderful pun, we are covering gangster films today. It, it's funny. We've been recording this podcast for three years now, and I've never done, never even thought of doing gangster films, even though we talk about it all the time off the line. And I figured, you know, let's talk about it today on, on air. But the best part about today will not be our best. It'll be our worst. Because the best, I think it's kind of top heavy in terms of like who what we think the best of all time is and then uh the the garbage is what i'm looking forward to talking about today because i i watch gangster films mob films a lot and my god there are some shit hot garbage here (laughs) but before we get into that tonight are the golden globes and it's going to be um quite the ceremony because what i've been reading because i've I've been reporting over the last few months what they're what they're going to do. It's going to be on both coasts. So what the plan is is that the presenters will be presenting live, like in person. The nominees are going to be at home. Yes. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see how that's going to go. Um, but Tina Fey and Amy Poehler probably make that much, much, much better. Um, Dave,
2: do you do you know if they're going to have like a you in like in on set like they did like i think last year i think that it was something similar where it was like even though the presenters are like remote there's like some nominees or some like presenters like what Sh- like
0: Shits creek did with like having yeah, a, yeah, yeah yeah i've i've read that some of the movies are that are widely nominated are gonna have like a gathering themselves like there's maybe a mank party like a promising woman party something along those oh. lines um i'm very curious uh, if it's going to affect what the HFPA does, because the HFPA will do the eight, what the HFPA does. Um, I'm going to sound very stupid with my winners. I'm going to do some predictions right now because every year they throw curveballs. And I must say, as solid and consistent that I am with Oscar predictions, I, I am not as great as with glows because they always, always do something ridiculous. But I'm just, I'm going to go through just film because I'm not even going to try to touch TV. So motion picture foreign language I have will win Minari uh could win another round should win Minari uh the reason that um I think this is a joke is because Minari despite being a foreign language film is an American produced film so <laughs> and that says everything you need to know about the HFPA uh I know Ryan has and Leo have you seen min- Minari yet
2: no, 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 no. I remember you mentioned it a few weeks ago, and I haven't gotten to it. I might get to it before the actual Globes, but uh, I'm not 100% sure. But I've heard good things, but it, now I understand why I've heard about it, because that definitely sounds like one of those like cheating ways to get into that category.
0: It's this year's um, The Farewell. Got it. And I will say, it's the best Steven Yoon has ever been, and I'm glad he got that stigma of The Walking Dead off him. For sure. Uh, best original song. I can say this is the one year that this category is absolute weak. I, uh, I have Will Win will be Speak Now, Leslie Odom from One Night in Miami. Uh, Could Win, Fly For You from Judas, and then I should win Speak Now. This is very weak year for, for original song. I'm not really too hyped on this. Uh, original score. I have Will Win, Mank, Could Win, The Midnight Sky, Should Win, Soul. The reason I, 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 I uh, think Mank will win is because HFPA does not. I think very rare occasions give animated films more than one globe.
2: You think Soul's uh, score was better than Mank's? Yes, I do. I th-
0: I, th- I think Mank is more impressive because of what Trent and Atticus were trying to do in terms of create an authentic thirty score. Mm-hmm, but if, mm-hmm. but you know me, I listen to scores all the time. When I actually go back and listen to sc- to a score, I I would listen to Soul before. Mank. Oh, Mank? Yeah, like re- re-listen, like, it's like a rewatchability kind of thing. Like, okay. I'll re-listen to certain aspects of Soul, but Mank, I think, is the more impressive score. Do I, do I, do I make any sense there, or am I going?
2: Am, no, 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 no. That makes, actually, to another, to another fellow score listener, that makes absolute sense.
0: Yeah, like the ends piece of music of, of Soul is that, I think it's titled Just Us or something along those lines. That's the best piece of music I heard all year so yeah, that I'll, so, I'll have
2: to go back and listen to to soul specifically their scores to, to check that out but that makes absolute sense to me yeah
0: either way trent and atticus are going to win and then with soul if it does win you can get john baptiste baptiste there too because that's three people on that score rather than just and atticus but we'll see what happens uh next up the easiest category of the night best animated feature um yeah soul Will win, should win. I guess to for fun, I put Wolf Walkers could win, but it's soul, and that, that's about it. And here come the two most batshit crazy categories of the evening. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role. I have Will Win, Sacha Baron Cohen for the Trial of Chicago 7. Should win Danny Kaluya for Judas and the Black Messiah. And I'm telling you guys right now, could win. And I mean very, 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 well, could win Jared Leto for The Little Things. Mm. It It's a very, very globe thing to do. Uh, best performance by an actress in a supporting role. I have uh, Amanda Seyfried from Mank winning. Love it. She should also have her in should win, but could win. And I think I, I'm scared because I think this could start her trip to the Oscars and Glenn Close and Hillbilly Elegy, which is just terrible movie oh um, oh really yeah that movie's absolute garbage but i think i think i knew it when i saw it that it would be more hated by people that actually do this and review things and more liked by like a general audience and it seems like a lot of people that i know like Killbelly and they're they wonder why i don't like it that much and then i have to go on some tangent as to why i don't like it um actor in a motion picture musical comedy so Leo, I know you love when I throw stats at you. Yes. So I have Lin-Manuel Miranda winning for Hamilton. I have uh, I have Sacha Baron Cohen as a could win. And then should win, I do have Lin-Manuel. So the reason I have this is because, spoiler alert, for motion picture comedy, I actually have Hamilton winning. So I have, in and then in lead actress motion picture comedy, I have Maria Bakalova from Borat winning. And I think that's a slam dunk win. So the reason I have that is the fact that there, I think, only once in the history of the Golden Globes has the same movie won actor and actress, and not one comedy or drama. So because I'm going with Hamilton in picture, I can't go with with Sacha Baron Cohen in actor. So. I, I, you know me. I'm a, I'm an analytics guy with this shit. So I, I was gonna
2: say, I, yeah, you're, you're using like Sudoku mental, like I, mental stuff. There, you're like, if I plug this in here, I can't plug that in here. So I, I, I like li- that. I
0: live or die by this, whether I'm right or wrong. Uh, next up to finish up, best performance by an actress in a drama. I think you know where I'm going here. Carrie Mulligan should, could, would. It should be Carrie Mulligan all day, every day. But um, no, in all honesty, who could win Viola Davis? If if it's not Carrie, it could be Viola Davis. And then, best performance by an actor in a drama. I have Chadwick winning, should win, but could win in a movie that you just saw Leo Anthony Hopkins in The Father. Gotcha. And finally, uh, last three best screenplay will win Aaron Sorkin because the Globes just love Aaron Sorkin. They like, like, Love the ground he walks on. Could win Emerald Fennell, should win Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Best director, will win. I have David Fincher. Could win Chloe Zhao, should win Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. And finally, best drama, I have Trial of the Chicago 7, and then could win Mank, should win Promising Young Woman. And Promising Young Woman has an outside shot of them just, you know, giving it to them. Reminds me of Bohemia Rhapsody. The year Bohemia Rhapsody just randomly won Best Picture. Uh... So yeah, those are my glow predictions. We'll see what happens. Ryan probably fell asleep while going through all of these predictions. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, he's,
2: sleeping, he's sleeping with the fishes. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, moving on to act- some more news here. Paramount Pictures will debut films on Paramount Plus 45 days after the theatrical window. I don't think there's any studio left except Disney that's not moving pick- movies after the theatrical window uh, within a certain date range. Outside of them going directly to Disney Plus, uh, thoughts, Leo? Uh,
2: I mean, uh, not surprised. Applaud it. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm a little shocked that Disney hasn't implemented some kind of version of this. But at, at the same time, like, I'm kind of still waiting for maybe Disney to implement like a, uh, a vaccine mailer that they send you so you can go watch your movies in the movie theaters. I can see, <laughs> I can see them doing
0: that. I really could.
1: With little mouse ears attached. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, thoughts? Um, it makes sense. I mean, like we've said a thousand times, uh, movie theaters dying, sadly, especially with the pandemic. So this just is a smart business move. It makes me want to get the Paramount Network.
0: So I already I have it, too. It's not yeah. it, the layout's not that bad. So right now, it's still CBS All Access for, I think, another day or two. Um, layout's not that bad. If they keep like similar uh, layout, I think you guys would like it. It's very easily accessible. On awesome. next bit of news, a Spider Man three title has been revealed and with great trolling by Tom Holland and company. <laughs> it was wonderful. It made me so happy. So the official title, Spider Man No Way Home. So multiverse, right, guys? That that's kind of what that means, right, Leo?
2: Yeah, I mean that with everything that's been dropped, everything that's been said, everything that we know, yeah, it's gotta be something about the multiverse.
0: Uh Ryan.
2: Agreed.
1: See, I, my first thought when I saw No Way Home is just because of the ending of the last movie because he just can't get home. Because Spoiler alert, he's now a fugitive.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. So
1: that's the that's the way I took it. I just took it. But you guys make a lot of sense, too. Don't get me wrong, but I took it literal just from the ongoing
0: story. And something I, I mentioned off the line that I didn't mention on the podcast last week was this whole uh, Jennifer Lawrence thing. Uh, I don't know why I didn't think of it and I felt stupid for not thinking of it at the time. Um, Spider-Man is still in post-production and the rumors were that Jennifer Lawrence was out there going to film Fantastic Four. There's no script yet for this movie and there is no way that they're filming Fantastic Four right now. So if she is Sue Storm, I'm thinking it's a cameo in Spider-Man and that's your introduction. So yeah, that's kind of, I still think it's bullshit, but, um, we shall see what happens there. Uh, next bit of, of news is more trailer talk. I'm going to guess that um Ryan did not see all these trailers? The Mighty Ducks game changers?
1: Did not see
0: it. Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead? I actually saw that one. All right. Uh Leo, did you see any of these trailers?
2: No, actually. I'm I'm over two right now. All
0: right. So I'm going to I'm going to uh Mighty Mighty Ducks, I'll just say on my own looks great. I uh, can't wait for the show. I uh, can't I just love the fact that the ducks are not the hawks. Ryan Snyder cut right. His yeah. Snyderverse has no palette of color. Why <laughs> does this trailer have more color than anything he's ever done in the Sny- in 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 D- in the DC universe? Because
1: I guess he learned from all the other complaints. That's what I'm going to go with. I- hopefully, <laughs> Leo,
0: when you see this trailer, and it it looks okay. It, it, I actually yeah. was I was actually on board until I heard it was two and a half hours.
1: Oh, um, that's, that's
0: too much. Yeah. So <laughs> the fact that this movie has so it has so much color, Leo, so much color. I I I think he just saved all the colors to just dump into this movie. <laughs> that's it,
2: hysterical. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When you see the trailer, you know what I mean. Uh And then last bit of news before we move on. The Snyder actually no two two more bits of news. Snyder cut runtime is four hours one minute and twenty eight seconds. I just wanted to just, just wanted to let you guys know that you, you're going to have to spend an extra minute and 28 seconds on the couch. Um, oh man, it's almost over, guys. Can't wait. <laughs> it's almost over. Uh, then last but in news, and I think this is probably where the most, more of the conversation will be with the news this week. J.J. Abrams is set to produce a Superman reboot re- written by Tanishi Coates with a black Superman to be cast. Wow. Leo, thoughts? <laughs>
2: I I love it. I love. I think it's funny because uh, remember last week we talked about where uh, where's Ray Fisher been? Uh, so he had something to say about this casting and this whole the whole news with Black <laughs> Superman, where he uh, he had to like interject himself into the situation. He's like, hey, remember when like when Warner Brothers was trying to ruin the career of a black actor? Well, I guess they're trying to make amends now by giving you a Black Superman like to paraphrase
0: i got i gotta say I, I i didn't even think of writing this in my notes think i'm glad you brought that up leo um i'm glad warner brothers threw do clap back right away
2: <laughs> absolutely yeah they 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 stood their ground i'm like hey look they, they did their investigation it is what it is move on but overall it is kind of like it kind of gave me the sense that like this is going to piss off a lot of people people are going to be complaining about the casting people are going to be upset about the producing about the fact that it's a black superman um, I'm for it. I definitely love the, uh, the approach to it. Uh, as long as they can keep Superman's essence on point to what the source material is, much like how a certain TV show that just premiered is doing. Yep. Um, I'm completely fine with them changing things about the character. And it's funny cause a, a friend of ours off, off, uh, off the line, um, JC, when he posted about this, like, I know that a lot, I think the four of us all have a similar point of view when it comes to Superman's casting. Like you can't be upset that he's not white. The only people that can be upset about the race of Superman are people from Krypton. No white person, Earthling, can be upset about the casting of an alien.
0: And I don't know about you guys. I don't know anyone from Krypton.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Currently, I don't think I know any Kryptonians.
0: Yeah. Uh, And I I do like that Coates has been writing for Mm -hmm. comics. So he's an American author and journalist. So he actually had a – he was a national correspondent for The Atlantic, and he – He's pretty much known for writing about uh, cultural, social, and political issues, but he's also written, I, I have a list here, one second, I'm trying he to... A,
2: he had a crazy popular Black Panther run, too. Yes,
0: that's actually one of the ones that I was going to I was gonna mention, so I think he, he wrote, Uh oh my god, I can't find it right now, but yes, that is one of the ones he did write for Black Panther. Uh, Ryan, thoughts?
1: I mean, I'm for it, it's all, like, I can't wait to see what happens. Okay. That's really all I have for it. It's you know all good. Like I have really no nothing to say about it.
0: I'm glad. I'm just glad this pretty much puts the kibosh on anything coming after Justice League. Yeah, that's true.
2: Like, Although this, I, I will say this: this, this is going to pose other questions, though. With like, is this like a standalone? Is it going to be a new franchise? Is DC trying to do another universe? Like, uh, here we go again. I will <laughs> say the
0: Snyder cult was very upset when this news came out. Like. Of course. This is the most upset I've seen them in a very long time. Like
2: well, Snyder Snyder fanboys really really think that the Snyder cut's going to reinvigorate and reboot their universe. So anything that has nothing to do with their universe is like a slap in their face because they I just-
0: I want I want to read something for you and I'm not going to I'm not going to mention the people involved, but I'm going to I'm going to read something that I saw on Instagram yesterday and I screenshotted it because I just wanted to get y- y- I wanted to get a good laugh out of you guys. So they were talking about the Snyder cut and all that fun stuff. And um, the that video that was released yesterday with, like, the Cube and, like, did, uh, regarding Justice League or the box or whatever.
2: Oh, the mother box.
0: Yeah. The mother box, yes. So someone was talking about how Kevin Feige stole ideas from Zack Snyder. And someone was like, endgame. And then the person that runs the page said, I believe all of this was planned before Endgame. Someone followed by, rumor is that someone leaked the BVS JL2 plans to Kevin Feige, and that's where Cap's Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame came from. <laughs> then the runner of the page said, Yeah, it was similar to Endgame, but Zach was going to do it first. And someone else said, Yeah, this is definitely planned before Endgame. Have at it, guys. Have at it. I, I love people i really do (laughs) i i I, go ahead go ahead right i I, it's 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 just like one of those things that you and people get at me that are listeners that like snyder come at me they're like oh i know you're not gonna like it just because i'm like no this is this right here is the reason that i have such a problem with these people because it's just like yo like you didn't do shit first like you didn't do shit like
2: it, oh, man. Leo, do you have, go ahead. Go ahead, Leo. It's, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, okay. So, here's the thing. Regardless, this is freaking comic books, right? Dark Side came before Thanos. Um, Flash came before Quicksilver. Um, yes, they steal stuff from each other. This has been going on since, like, the 30s, right? So, if you're stealing plot points, character types, like, that's not a big, like, okay, so... <laughs> Like it's not a matter of who came up with it first; it's about execution. Yep. Regardless of what the hell or who came up with it first or who stole it from who, Endgame executed. Snyder didn't yet, I guess.
0: And it's funny. No, no, not yet. Never will. (laughs) Um, I, I, I think the biggest, and then uh, the, the conversation continued. I kind of followed the thread for a couple of minutes, and then I just got bored. Um, (laughs) the someone went on to say that, um, that you don't need a team up you don't need a single standalone movie to to have a, a, a team movie and what? and my and I'm like what? I mean and then he started using like Lord of the Rings and I'm like wait a minute the, the, the first movie is literally a prequel to them linking up and forming the fellowship of the ring the team was created in the first movie and yeah that's it that's it. That's social media for you and Snyder's. I, I can't wait for the reviews of this movie to not be great because I don't suspect. I like I said, I suspect this to be okay. I don't suspect this to be anything special. So, uh yeah. So that's that's all the news for today, guys. I just want, like, go ahead, Ryan. Uh, no,
1: like to go off of what Leo was saying with um, taking one thing and kind of redoing it. It's like they mean you're wrestling fans, and just recently we we saw that thing with the golf court don't happen again from one company to another. It's like you guys said, it's about execution. And as long as it's entertaining, that's all that matters. And guess what? Zack Snyder did not do it in an entertaining fashion. There you go.
0: Yeah, actually, I guess my counter and, and good point, right? Like before Leo goes on here, I think my thing too, is that I, if you did a great job from the start, if your movies made money from the start, there would never have to be any hashtag creations to bring you back. So it, it it just goes to like the the ideologies of these Snyder cut stands are just like they they just love revisionist history. They don't really live in reality for the and most part. Be,
2: and to be fair, look, yes, maybe Snyder did have some issues with Warner Brothers during the actual creation of Justice League, man. Maybe there was a, a, a difference in opinion in certain decisions that were made. Right. That's fair. Snyder signed the contract and decided to work with Warner Brothers. It is what it is, right that's 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 part of the business. There's a lot of history that goes back, and Dave, you know this better than all of us about directors that maybe maybe have a difference of opinion with the producers and the studio it's it's a it's a part of this world but to to just be upset and whiny because the director couldn't get his vision out like, okay, I mean, there's there's probably thousands of directors that didn't didn't get their original vision out mm-hmm. and it's funny
0: like I, I i go back to uh because it's so close in timing like look at nolan no one got in nolan's way i mean he had his trilogy and he did not warner's didn't say Yo, you got to do this you do that he effectively gave us a trilogy that worked that's what happens yeah. when you're a good director studios let you do what you want to do for the most part.
2: And and, and and just to completely like, again, just to circle back to what you said, like as far as creating the universe, let's not distort history. Snyder created this Snyder cut or Snyder verse of Justice League to directly combat Avengers.
0: Oh, yeah. A hundred percent agree.
2: DC was not thinking, hey, let's create this crazy thing going on. They saw the success that Marvel had. They tried to recreate it in a very rushed way. That's why you got the crap show that that is Justice League.
0: Yep, and it, and and I will give him the greatest thing he's ever done in his entire career was get cast Gal Gadot because Definitely. that's literally his account. His like gift to us was Gal Gadot because mm-hmm. despite how we feel about Wonder Woman eighty four, and I like him more probably than you guys. I think. Um, She's incredible. I'm right she was. is perfection as Wonder Woman. Like she's not the problem with Wonder Woman 84. She's perfect. And even in BVS, she is perfect.
2: So Totally agree. Totally agree.
0: But so yeah, that wraps Thank up the news for the week. Um let's get into what we watched. Uh I just have five things here. So um I'll start with a really bad movie that's an awards contender for some reason. Uh The United States versus Billy Holiday. Uh, I saw that uh yesterday. Andre Day, she is fantastic in it, but the movie is, it's just, I don't like Lee Daniels. So I don't know if you've ever seen anything he's done. He's done Precious, The Butler. Um, I'm just not a fan of his. He's the guy that created Empire too, the Fox show. Uh, just not really a fan of him. Uh, I saw this Marvel documentary called Marvel's Behind the Mask. It's on Disney Plus. I don't know if you guys have brushed into it while watching WandaVision. Um, it talks about the, importance of like secret identities for like characters and it also goes into the impact of like certain characters and when they're released like black panther and how they had to make him a school teacher during the black panther party era <laughs> because they were getting a lot of backlash for it and so it's a very interesting documentary and uh the last three things be- the last two things besides one division i saw so superman and lois which is the best pr- the best characterization of superman since 1980 something superman 2 and i i don't care what anyone says like they got it right like and i love smallville but at least smallville doesn't really you know it's not about superman as a person it's just tom it's us uh, clark kent's like teenage years and stuff uh i love the show it's fantastic fantastic and they really had a lot of great easter eggs and it shows you can create and have a battle in metropolis without uh destroying (laughs) anything (laughs) really was wonderful to see and then um i'm sorry leo i've been holding off on this for three weeks because i haven't been able to talk about it but i saw cherry
2: oh my gosh i saw your review online oh that was so sad
0: (laughs) it's like they asked the russo's what so? What style? What technique do you want to use to film this movie? And they're like everything. Give me everything. It is a fucking mess. It is one of the worst movies of the year, and it's not even close. Razzie is, level. Razzie level bad. Nah, Tom Holland's just that. He's he's kind of at least helps it. Tom Holland's really good. Um, very odd choices in camera. In in their cinematography, there's a camera shot of Tom Holland's asshole, like inside his asshole, because they're doing like he goes to the army and they're doing like a full body exam or whatever. And there's like a shot of his asshole, like per, like the camera is zooming in. Obviously, it's a prosthetic, but like it's a, it's a very weird camera shot. And then uh, there's another shot of Tom Holland uh, rubbing one off. We get that. Um, It's just all over the place it's totally a mess you, uh, you change they change aspect ratios throughout the movie mm. and it just doesn't work um and it's also a story we've seen before like this the PTSD uh soldier that becomes addicted to drugs after i mean i believe it's a true story or based on a book or whatever but this fails on every level like it's so disappointing because look what the russos have done over the last few years it's it's so disappointing and if so long, it's almost three hours.
2: Holy crap. Yeah.
0: This is an end game. Let's just say that it's not
2: It's <laughs> Tom Holland and there's no webbing. This yeah. is ridiculous. Oh, there's webbing. All <laughs> right. If
0: you want to call that webbing <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And then WandaVision, we'll talk about in a second. Uh,
2: Leah, what do you got? So, uh, yeah, I'll kick it off. I definitely, I kept in line with some of like the TV shows that I'm just usually watching, but I tried my best to catch up on some movies and this kind of like, it's because of that Lent thing of no binge-watching. So I'm like allowed one movie a day. Uh, so Superman and Lois first. Uh, I really, really loved it. I love the fact that they made so many changes to the character's mythology. But before doing so, they gave in a little bit of buy-in from the fans by making those Easter eggs that David alluded to. Like, when you have that kind of buy-in, when you have those kind of things for the fans to like, oh, okay you know your history of the comic book, you know the certain things that you're doing. You might be changing some things, but I'm willing to accept it because you're new. You're doing it out of a place of respect rather than just completely just making your whole crap up and just changing this character's origin because you want to. You know um, what's funny?
0: You know what's funny layout? Um it's I mean, it's not good to see Jonathan Kent die, but it's good to see Jonathan Kent die the way he's supposed to die.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? No 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 huge tornadoes or being sacrificed by your son. <laughs> Um, No, I I, I dug it. I dug it because I I could sense that the writers were doing it from a place of love and honor to the character. I was really a fan of the way it is. Um, I watched Sound of Metal. Um, Really a fantastic movie. I love the way we're put into the world of losing your hearing. Yeah. Um, It was a really expertly crafted film. Um, Awesome performance by by Riz Ahmed. Um, I watched One Night in Miami. Really, really loved it. I thought it was a fantastic story. I did some research on it to see if that really ever happened. I thought it was incredible that all four of those men were friends back then. Like that's a part of history that I think is, I guess, I ne- I was never privy to. And I was it was really, really, really geeking out when I watched it. Uh, and I thought it was really cool because we just went over our uh, black cinema movies. Yeah. So watching the, the different versions or different actors take on Malcolm X. I was like, oh, okay. I dug it um i also watched emma yesterday with uh anya joy
0: i didn't love it (laughs) i saw it a few weeks ago and i forgot to mention i didn't love it
2: she's she's fantastic yeah yeah she's she's fantastic but yeah the movie as a whole it started off kind of quirky and fun but it just dragged on towards the end um if you're into that victorian world if you're into like um i guess uh, bridgerton and downton abbey you might like it a little bit more than me But aside from her, I found it hard to kind of, like, get on board with it. I kind of lost the plot somewhere in the middle where I'm like, what am I watching again? Yep, same. (laughs) Um, Nomadland, I can see why Frances McDormand is uh, is still a heavy hitter. She did incredible work in this um i wouldn't be surprised if she ends up winning i I don't know too much about like the politics behind it but her performance really i think dave and i talked about like that movie leaves it it hits you emotionally yeah i really
0: didn't expect to like it because the plot sounds extremely boring
2: yeah and and i think even the word like it is a weird is a weird word to use like i don't know if i liked it i enjoyed the craftsmanship of the film and i i think that storytelling was fantastic but yeah, it's not a movie you like.
0: <laughs> and to answer your question, I she's not winning. Okay. Because okay. this would be her third, and they don't ask the Academy doesn't give third Oscars for this uh, type of uh, performance.
2: Gotcha. Okay. See, thank thank you for that because that that helps me a little bit more at ease. Because i like I thought the performance was fantastic. I thought she really did stuff there. It, that it's
0: great, and I I agree with you. It's one of the best of the year, but it's too subtle for them for a third Oscar. If she for a third had, Oscar, if for she sure. hadn't won an Oscar, I think it's over. I think she would have won easily
2: that makes sense uh the movie i did really enjoy and i thought it was like a even though it ends in a very like sad way mank was fantastic. i'm shocked shocked you liked it as much as. You oh did. my god it's like just like that witty rapport like that whole alcoholic writer thing like i uh it's funny because i remember i liked this, this movie the show has very little to do with the movie but californication mm-hmm. with uh and and it's the same same vibe. Writers are tortured souls that can cut you to the soul with what they say. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought Gary Olden was fantastic. I I really really dug it. I thought the score was fantastic. You and I we were actually talking about the um about some um, Amanda Seyfried and her performance and how even she looks like the person she was supposed to be portraying. Um. And then WandaVision, which we'll get at, we'll, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll geek out after ride gets yes.
0: Yeah. And then with Mank, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Like, because I love Kane so much, like Citizen Kane's like mm-hmm. one of, literally one of the top two greatest movies ever made. There, there's a lot within Mank that are sh- direct shots from uh, homages to Citizen Kane. Uh, and fun fact, the cinematographer for Citizen, for Mank, that's his first movie. That he's ever shot so yeah so shows how great a uh, bright future he has Ryan what do you got um I'm not sure if I mentioned this last week cause I'm not sure if it was this week or last
1: week but uh finished off an X-Men rewatch with the wife you did last uh, week last week sorry yeah. um Watch some movies for well, this week. I'll get into once we do the list. Nice. And I re-watched one of my favorite movies of all time, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. I introduced my friend into it, and he laughed his ass off. He Last one he saw was Strike Back,
0: so this was a fun little catch-up for him. Nice. So, yeah, I'm re- well, so. I'm going I'm to do a little Kev marathon this week, too, so nice. it would be fun to dive in. Um, all right, cool. So WandaVision. Um, I guess I'll start by saying, this is one of the reasons that Disney paid cabillions of dollars to Fox because they can now say Scarlet Witch.
2: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's yeah. Like, wait. They must have said that before, right? we like, no, they actually have it.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. I had no idea they didn't own the rights to the name. So. Yeah. But yeah, overall thoughts. Uh, Ryan, what do you think of the episode? It was
1: fast. <laughs> like, when. They went to credits i'm like holy shit like that did not feel like it went so quick like it felt like 45 43 minutes whatever it was like it was so good i enjoyed the hell out of it it was a nice progression of just wanda's life and then like you said the fact that it ended with the scarlet witch You're like oh shit and then you know the uh post another post credit scene which was awesome
0: yeah uh leo thoughts
1: overall
2: uh I thought it was a great episode. It's funny. Cause I think it, just like Ryan mentioned, it felt fast. This felt like it wasn't its own episode. It felt like maybe it's like the first half of next week's episode. Like it's yeah. together. They'll feel more of like an arcy type thing. <laughs> um, but a lot of buildup, a lot of exposition. Um, I was cool. Just reliving some moments from like the MCU prior to, to one coming out. A lot of our fan theories seem to be kind of like getting right on point. Um, Freaking Katherine Hahn is give amazing. her an Emmy, man. She's so Thank good. Thank you. She's Thanks. so good. Yes. I think she steals every scene she's been in so far, and we're finally getting to see a lot of her. Um I yeah, I thought it was a really awesome episode. Still geeking out, and that post credit scene is gonna it's definitely gonna have some ramifications. And I'm wondering, and I know a lot of people online, a lot of like Twitterverse and and social media in general are trying to figure out whether Paul bettany has just been messing with us this whole time about this cameo and actor he's been looking forward to working with. So I know we're we'll talking about that. <laughs> I'm hoping
0: that – I I mean, we know who's coming in the finale because he, we haven't seen him. So I hope it's not Doctor Strange because that would kind of be – I mean, I love Doctor Strange. Don't get me wrong. But if if that's what they've been hyping up the entire time, I've kind so of be- – no.
2: So no. So the latest rumor now is the if you look back at all the interviews that Paul Bettany has done – this is an actor he's always looked forward to working with, right? Okay. He's worked with Benedict Cumberbatch in the past, so it can't be Cumberbatch. Where do people you know? Do you happen
0: now, to do you happen to know where? Um, oh, actually, I because they've don't, never no, they've no. never shared a scene in the MCU together. No, no, I, I
2: don't, I it's don't know. It's probably another movie. Yeah, I'd have I to look I read an it up. article. Yeah, there's definitely been like other actors that people were like throwing out. It's like, oh, but he's worked with this person too. Um, un- I think he's even worked with. He's worked with Ian McKellen in the past, with so Camping Magneto. He's worked with Patrick Stewart in the past, with so Campy Professor X. So what's the, the People what's are the now thinking that what Paul Bettany's been doing has been messing with us, and he's going to get a scene with himself. When you have vision versus vision, he'll be on screen with an actor he's been looking forward to working with and he's admired for his whole career himself.
0: That's top-tier trolling. I actually, <laughs> as much as I disappointed that I would be with that, I, I... I got to give the man some props if that's exactly what he was talking about um i will yeah no like i agree with you this kind of felt like a great setup to next week um i will say i'll throw this at you guys doesn't she doesn't agatha harkness feel like she's the villain quote unquote for this show doesn't she feel like loki like this phase is loki like she's gonna she's gonna be a villain who everyone's just gonna love at the end absolutely and she's not a big bad like loki wasn't a big bad despite what they made us think for like you know, until the avengers mm-hmm. i could see agatha just becoming like this overwhelming fan favorite and i don't know if she ever becomes good in the comics but you know kevin Feige could do whatever the fuck he wants <laughs> just do it just go <laughs> yeah so in terms of um uh, i i need you to dive in leo who is this silver surfer vision that we saw at the end of the episode? <laughs> who,
2: who is this masked silver surfer with a cape? Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so so anything that was the first thing is after I saw that like end credit scene and you you get the, the white vision, um clearly the first thing most of us are doing are going online and trying to see what the hell this is coming yep, from. that's what I did. Yeah, no, and it's it is comic book based. Um there's a storyline in the comics that Vision's body gets destroyed. It gets get put back together by Hank Pym, who in the comics created Ultron and Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the only thing though is they put him back together by removing all the personality and human things. It's just a machine, very much like what we're seeing on uh, on Wanda Vision. Yeah. And um and in that storyline it goes deeper in like Wanda has to like face the reality about her twin sons and it it breaks her up and destroys her mentally. But white vision is a thing, which, again, Marvel Comics coming through and just giving those comic book fans the the geekiness they crave.
0: I expect next week to be such a uh, cliffhanger finale because of what it's leading to. Absolutely. I don't expect anything uh, that's going to close anything up. Uh, Ryan, any other thoughts?
1: no i agree with you guys it's, i don't expect a nice little bow at the end
0: <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i missed from this week's episode like the callbacks were great i actually like really dig the scene with them in the room with her and yeah. vision in the room and i will say i guess uh they are officially l- eliminating the fact that Mag- that uh magneto is not her father
2: <laughs> so it's funny i actually disagree I, okay, think that you do. I think they're i think they're leaving it open to wanda being a mutant uh because just something that has been they've been hinting at ever since back with, uh, I believe, with Winter Soldier, at the post credit scene of Winter Soldier. And they made a reference to it again. Wanda and Pietro were the only two that were able to survive the experimentation by Hydra and Baron Strucker. So something in them is making them able to survive that experimentation. And it affected them both differently because they didn't get the same power set.
1: And Agatha said, "Like, oh, all it took was like a little something to exactly. make that dormant
0: thing." And they are, and they are, exact they are mutants, right? So I that, mean, Quicksilver is a mutant, but she's a mutant, right, as well, right?
2: In the comics, it's weird. A writer tried retconning that and saying that they're no longer mutants, but classically, and like you mentioned, this is the whole Fox and Marvel DC thing, or a Fox and, uh, and MCU thing. Like they're, I think they're mutants, and it's gonna make it easier and cleaner. I think most fans know her as a mutant and him as a mutant. And like Ryan said, there's little, little subtle things that Agatha mentions, like that Wanda had these powers as a little girl when the when the missile was in the room, mm-hmm. and that this just kind of like maybe just stayed dormant in her, much like how mutant powers stay dormant. Um, I think they might, I think it still leaves them the opening if they want to pursue that storyline in the future where Wanda and Pietro aren't aware of their true parentage and that they are, in fact, fathered by Magneto.
0: So it's, it's funny, this whole Pietro thing. I'm, I'm wondering where that ends up going. Because you are right in terms of the that Evan Peters is not the Pietro. Do you think he is her Agatha's son? Because Ooh. Nicholas Scratch is the bunny, I believe.
2: Yes, good call-out, very good call-out. So yeah.
0: I'm wondering, and Nicholas Scratch is her son... In the comics, I'm wondering if Peter's is actually her son.
2: So, yeah. So,
0: I mean, we'll find out next week, at
2: least. So, I know. And and, and another cool part too is, even though we're we're about to lose Wandavision, we'll have a week off. Then we have a Thursday where we have to put up with Snyder Cut. But then then that Friday, Falcon and Winter (laughs) Soldier.
0: I, 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 this is the one I'm waiting for. I'm because I just love that world of Captain America. This is the one that I'm absolutely hyped for i can't wait for that and that wraps it up for uh, all the news and what we watch this week before we get into our gangster films i'm bringing back some taglines for you
2: Oh shit! <laughs> are they gangster taglines you know i'm not yes <laughs> yes
0: all right just six nothing crazy um
2: i'm passing all of mine to ryan
0: who can i start okay i'm gonna start with you leo he showed the world who's
2: boss isn't that every single one of these assholes? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm going to go with Gotti. Correct.
0: That is correct.
2: No! Yes, it is correct.
0: And <laughs> I, I thought that was the hard one. Ryan, you ready? Yep. He rules Chicago with absolute power. No one can touch him. Uh, the untouchables? Very good. I see, oh. you guys are good. You guys are good. Leo, all the power on Earth can't change destiny.
2: That's Superman. That's, not, that's <laughs> <Yeah. not> Superman. <laughs> no, uh, I'll go with Scarface.
0: Nope, The Godfather Part 3. Okay. All right. Ryan, New York's most powerful gangster is about to get in touch with his feelings. You're try, you are try telling him his 50 minutes are up. It's either Analyze This or That. Correct. It's Analyze This.
2: Oh, shoot. Good stuff.
0: Leo, he wanted to live the American dream until the end. He loved the American dream with a vengeance.
2: So Captain America, but uh, <laughs> uh, American gangster Scarface. Uh, okay. Oh, American dream. Okay. Yeah.
0: And finally, Ryan, three decades of life in the mafia. Capone. Incorrect. Good fellas. This, uh, this, this. All right, guys, let's, let's do this. Uh, Top five worst, top five, top ten best gangster films. I had a really good time with this because I wanted to just destroy these awful, awful movies. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Ryan, why don't you kick us off with your five worst? All right. Just do all five? Yeah. Just go through five. All
1: right. My number five, although is a guilty pleasure, but it had to go on the list, Smoking Aces. Like worse?
0: Yeah. I I like Smoking Aces.
1: Yeah, it's a guilty pleasure, but it's not good. Uh, I and to be fair, there's not a lot of bad gangster movies that I've seen. I usually stick to the ones that I like. Um, number four, Smoking Aces Two. Oh, there's a <laughs> sequel. I did not know there was a sequel. <laughs> number three, one of the movies I saw this week, Gotti.
0: <laughs> I can't believe that's that low.
2: You found two <laughs> movies worse than Gotti, seriously. <laughs>
1: Like, it was just, uh, it was, like, I will not even say it was that bad. No, it yes, it was.
0: R- Ryan, it is one of the worst movies I have ever seen in my life. It also has a 0% on Ryan Tomatoes. Very few <laughs> movies have a 0% on RT.
1: Go ahead. But it was actually funny, Dave, because uh, Casey pointed out the same thing you pointed out about it when they play the Pitbull song in the street. She's like, what year's it supposed to be? And they're playing Pitbull. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Number two is this uh, movie called Mafia.
2: Oh, you have it in your worst, boo. I've never heard of this movie. It's amazing. David, you would appreciate it because you watch <laughs> all the gangster movies.
1: Uh, oh, it was bad. It was, it, it, yeah. no, it was really bad. And number one, Capone.
2: Oh, I it's, heard about this movie.
1: It's as if someone saw the episode of Goodfellas... Uh, not Goodfellas, I'm sorry. Sopranos, where Tony gets uh, food poisoning and has hallucinogenic dreams and just yeah. ran with that and did a really shitty job. And then Tom Hardy just forgot how to talk. That's all you hear. Yeah, it's pretty
2: <laughs> bad. It's, it, it's I just something. hated every second of that movie. It is something.
0: Uh, Leo, what do you got? Uh,
2: so I, I'm not big on gangster movies, so this was a little rough. Uh, I, My number five is analyze that <laughs> my, man. my
0: man my <laughs> man because that's yeah. on my list too
2: oh looks like you guys can go to
0: that movie is garbage absolutely garbage fun.
2: no part one was fun yep. part two was yep. ne- like it was not necessary <laughs> um part okay my number four is and i, I love the actor but get carter <laughs> that's a bomb that's a gangster film yeah, he plays a hitman. So I'm mean like, yeah, I I kinda I, I play the, I played it fast never, and I'm loose never, with yeah, the work gangster. I gotta see that. I've never actually seen that. I'm like, I played it I played it fast and loose with this just to kinda get five movies. No, nah, yeah, games. you're good. You're good. <laughs> my number three, uh I don't know if you guys have seen David, you must have seen this. Uh Carlito's Way Rise to Power.
0: <laughs> not on my list. Oh,
2: thank God. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, it's funny because like uh, I remember watching Carlito's Way when I was younger with my dad, and like even though I'm not a big fan of those movies, like it was a good movie. It was really good. Mm-hmm. And then like when I heard a sequel on the way, a little bit more like contemporary. And then
0: I have I have a story when when I get to my list about Car- that Carlito's Way.
2: So uh, my number two, another actor that I'm fond of, but this movie was meh. Uh, Be cool. Uh, yes.
0: Get Shorty's good. Be Cool is not. Get Shorty's not. good, yeah.
2: exactly. Just like to analyze this, analyze that. Get Shorty was fun. Uh, Be Cool was not. <laughs> and my number one, because I couldn't think of two worse movies. Although if I'm pretty sure if I watch Capone, Capone might beat this. But Gotti is number one.
0: <laughs> it definitely won't beat it. <laughs> I uh, so I'll, I'll get to it in a second. So my number five, it it, it hurt me to put this because I rewatched it this week and I I knew it was bad. I haven't seen it since it came out, and I bought it on Blu-ray just because I support my girl, um, Gangster Squad with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling.
2: It's like La La Land prequel or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, they did a lot of stuff together before uh before La La Land. Um, how? It's not good at all. And Sean Penn is a villain, and I'm not really huge on Sean Penn. Uh
2: over so the real life building because of milk.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. So no, I I hated it. it. It's a lot worse than I remember, so I couldn't not put it in here. Number four, because Leo and I are smart people. Analyze that. <laughs> that <laughs> movie is awful. <laughs> it is absolutely awful. And I'm saying Analyze This I think is a good movie and it's fun, but it's not great. I don't mm-hmm. think Analyze This is great. It's just really, really fun. Um Honorable mention, I was going to put the whole 10 yards, but I think I've only seen it once and I hated it.
2: Same. Uh, I can't remember if I've seen it or not.
0: <laughs> number three, Carlito's Way to Rise to Power.
2: Oh, sure. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So my
0: story with Carlito's Way to Rise to Power is I, like you, had saw it when I was a kid and I was huge on the genre or whatever, and I was huge on Scarface at the time. So around that time, there was a rumor, and this is like very early tea leaves, like internet stuff. There was a rumor. That they were going to make a Scarface sequel because I don't know if you remember, like the early, early to mid 2000s, there was like this obsession with Scarface from like rappers.
2: Yeah, they, they, it was like a, a rebirth of the music yes. and like the um, impact of the film. Yeah, I totally remember.
0: So they were going to make a sequel with them having a kid, and Cuban Lynx the rapper, was going yes! to play. Was going oh my
1: to play God, the kid. I
2: this. <laughs>
0: And now is it? Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Ray. Was
1: this around like before, or after the game came out? The game, the, like the before, rapper?
2: Before, before, before it was before, before the
1: game came out. No, yeah. the there was a video game Scarface.
0: Oh no, way before it was way before the game. Um, yeah. So like, I had like a, a lot of questions, and I was like 16 years old, so it's not like I knew like how to review a film or anything. The I was just like learning stuff here and there. But even 16 year old me was like. I don't know how this would work. When did she have a baby? She's like she must have killed the baby without the drugs she
2: took. I love the continuity, David. It's just like, wait a second.
0: Like it doesn't make it didn't make any sense to me. And then uh around the same time they were talking about Carlito's this Carlitos Way prequel. And then it came out and then I I hated it. I hated it. every second of it. It was awful. I mean we knew it was bad when it was a direct to like
2: D V D movie. Well, there's uh, that many words in the sequel title. You know it's not going to be good. <laughs> agreed.
0: Number two, Capone. Capone. Okay. Capone is. It's interesting. The only the only saving light to this movie that entertained me was Kyle McLaughlin. Shout out to Twin Peaks. That is the. Oh,
2: uh, he's in this. Yeah, yep. he's in this.
0: Um, this movie is terrible, and Ryan nailed it. Tom Hardy, I. I don't understand, and we had this discussion on the air. Everyone's like thinking that Tom Hardy is like this gift to cinema. It's been a while since he's done anything really, really good.
2: I think he is. I think he does. So here's the thing: I am a Tom Hardy fan, and yeah. I guess you two can clarify this. I know every time I hear about this movie, I hear there's like a scene about him like on the toilet. It's more like really one. long.
0: It's more than one. Oh wow. Yeah. It's a lot. Like he shits himself the entire, almost the entire movie. Do you do you know who directs this movie, Leo? No, no, no. Ryan, do you no? (laughs) You don't know who directs this?
2: (laughs) You said Snyder.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I didn't care to look that much into it after I watched it. You should have. You
0: should have. You wouldn't have seen it. Josh Trank directs this movie.
2: Oh my lord! It's his first
0: movie. It's his first movie since Fantastic.
2: Oh, so, uh, uh, you, you no. should have just said that. You are like, Oh, it's a fans for sick like part two. I'm like, Oh, yeah.
0: So this movie was actually in production hell for a while. And uh, then, um, once I saw that it was just going to get dumped on, I think it was just pass. dumped on, on VOD. I was like, Oh, this is going to be terrible. I That's didn't right. expect it to be this terrible, but it, it, it it's, it's awful. But my number one with a, without a, without a doubt, number one with a bullet, literally is Gotti. <laughs> um, fun story. The only benefit of this movie was, was uh, uh, that Jenny's mom was able to meet John Travolta at her screening. <laughs> remember me telling the story.
2: That's dope because I mean she's a huge Travolta fan. Yeah,
0: that's literally it. The movie is terrible. Um, you kind of nailed it right with the whole pit bull thing, and I don't think Travolta is that bad in it. I actually think he's okay. I don't know. I also like the the son. He was fine in it too. I uh, there I disagree. I don't like anyone else but Travolta.
2: Did you like to, did you like Travolta? Uh, Leo on that. Uh I, it, uh, I here's the thing. I was trying to force myself to like Travolta because I like Travolta, <laughs> right. It's like I go into it with like these like like grease colored glasses where I'm like, oh, anything Travolta does is gonna be fantastic, but it's not that good. Do
0: you know who directs this movie? If you
2: say Trank
0: or <laughs> <if> I... <laughs> Kevin Connolly from Entourage fame, E? E E directs this movie. This is his Medine. This is his
2: Medellin. This is Medellin. Holy yeah. crap.
0: Um no, it it it's um it's pretty bad. And then the fact that John Gotti's daughter tried to rip me a new asshole on, on our Real Talk social media that week was still a highlight of my life. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 called me a hack and um I don't know what I'm talking about. And then I just threw back at her that I do like the John Gotti movie, the HBO movie from nineteen ninety six. Highly recommend it if you guys haven't seen it. That actually is really, really solid. Uh this ain't it. This is just terrible in every sense of the imagination. Um, it actually was my worst movie of the decade. Wow. So, yeah, I, I, I hated every second of it. But with every bad comes good. And the good is really good. I suspect that except Ryan, Leo, you and me are probably be the same near the top. Yeah, um, I think I
2: think our I think our top three are pretty much the same.
0: Yeah, so it's just everything else that comes after. We'll see what what happens. Ryan, honorable mentions in ten through six. Um, I actually don't have any honorable
1: mentions. Uh, ten, I have tied Boondock Saints one and two. Oh my
2: god! Oh, uh, that bo- would be like a gang. Oh, Boondock damn, Dock
0: Saints one. two is fucking terrible, right? I enjoy the shit out of it. That so
2: movie for. is
0: garbage. <laughs> the first one's fine.
1: I enjoy the shit out of it, like I said. <laughs> number nine, The Departed. Oh, so low.
2: That's low.
1: Number eight, Godfather Three. Number seven, The Irishman. And number six, A Bronx Tale.
0: You haven't killed me yet, Ryan, except with that <laughs> no, with that Boondock Saints 2 nonsense. <laughs>
2: uh, Leo, what about you? What do you have? So honorable mentions. Uh, it's funny. I have Mafia as my honorable mention. Ryan. <laughs> 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 so, Dave, Mafia—what it is? It's Jay Moore, and it's a—it's uh, like you a should, scary you stop, movie. You should stop there, Leo. You no, said no. It's, 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 so here's the thing: it's a terrible, it's a terrible movie. It's—it's like—it's. Uh, I don't even know if it's going to be guilty pleasure for you. The only reason I think it'll be a good watch for you is because it's like one of those um, spoof movies, and it spoofs all gangster movies. So you'll probably catch oh. a lot more Easter eggs than I did um, because I, mean, I, I like caught the ones there. that I knew. That sounds interesting. That's the only thing. Like, I, I know you as a cinephile and being a fan of the genre would probably catch things that I completely missed. But like yeah, that's the only thing. It's not a good movie. Like You're going to come out of it like, ugh. But I think you'll at least be like, oh, this is a call out from this. This is a call out from this. They did this to recreate that. Like, that's the only thing. Um, but my other honorable mentions are Casino and Carlito's Way. Nice. But my number 10 is The Irishman. I'm glad you
0: both got it on here. I think I thought I was going to be the only one that had it
2: on here. Honestly, it bumped off Carlito's Way. I was like, no, you know what? Even though like, it, 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 it was not what I thought it was going to be, like, it's a solid storytelling of, like, of what that world is and like the full spectrum of that lifeline. Um. yeah I, I put it in Uh, American Gangsters my number real nine real quick yeah it's go ahead
1: not the uh, only because Leo mentioned the movie I totally forgot about it earlier I did watch Casino for the first time actually for the list and honestly I was not a fan
0: okay good we're on the same boat yeah. I, I, I I happen to like I like Casino don't get me wrong it's not that I, I don't think I see the people like when we talk about Marty top tens and stuff like I see no. a lot of people have. I can't believe that's Marty Phil yeah modern. like I I see a lot of people have casino on there, and I'm like, I don't. It's a poor, it's a poor man's Goodfellas. It's yeah. a Marty fan film. <laughs> yeah, like there's think, yeah. there's good in it. Don't get me wrong. De Niro's yeah, fantastic yeah. in it. Don't exactly. get me wrong. And Pesci, I think Pesci took what he did in Goodfellas, and I don't know if you agree, Leo, because you have it higher than us. I think he does what he did in Goodfellas, and takes it like what it was already at a hundred to like
2: a thousand. Exactly. I think I think Casino is one of these movies that it helped define stereotypes for other movies. Mm -hmm. Like it may not be like a solid film as a whole, but it's memorable. It's very quotable, and I I think it's that. I think exactly what you mentioned. I think it just it. Yeah, Pesci's performance just kind of amplified it. But I just I just yeah I I just remember it being. just, it's very, very, it's still, it's still memorable to me at least. Yeah. My, fa-
0: my favorite part of casino is Robert De Niro's suits throughout the entire time. Yes! Like those oh things my are yes. top notch. And the fact that he just, like, has suits in his, in his office and he just takes off his pants and as soon as he gets there and <laughs> has to put them on before meetings, pretty hilarious stuff. But yeah, go ahead, Leo. Yeah. Sorry um, for interrupting. Ameri-
2: American Gangster is my number nine. Oh, Leo, you're going to hate me. Wait, do we have it on your worst? I or? don't, li-
0: I don't like American Gangster. <laughs> okay.
2: I, th- I thought it was, like, something else. I was like, no, <gasps>
0: no, no. I actually – I remember the hype when this movie came out, and I don't know. I just rewatched it a few weeks ago, too, and I don't know. I think Denzel's fantastic in it, but I don't – I don't know. I just – the whole story didn't hit me. I think it's too damn long, too.
2: Yeah, it, it does draw. But the, I think the Denzel performance is what pretty much had mm, me on there. He's so he has good. A, yo, he has a knack of these, like, being an underling into, like, the top dog movies where it's, like –
0: Fantastic. I think he found out with training day. He's like, I could probably play a really good villain in more movies.
2: Oh, slight like, yeah, cuz most of most of his like anti-hero roles yeah. are like, huh, this could pay off. Um my number 8 is The Untouchables. Nice. My number 7 is Scarface 1983. Nice. And my number 6 is Donnie Brasco.
0: Nice. Surprise. I I I don't have that in there, but I love Donnie Brasco. Oh, uh, I num for me, so I have two honorable mentions. Um I have Miller's Crossing, and I have The Killing, which is a Stanley Kubrick film, which also inspired, uh, I believe, Reservoir Dogs for Quentin Tarantino. It's essentially, like, a very similar premise. Uh, Number 10, a movie that I don't think you and Ryan will ever watch because it is four hours and 23 minutes.
2: Uh, Wait, Snyder Cut? Because you're making us watch Snyder Cut, and that's the same (laughs) exact
0: So this is Once Upon a Time in America.
2: Oh, so I want to see this. It is. It is.
0: It's long. <laughs> it's very, oh. very long. Um, it's so good though because it really touches on youth and it. This is, I believe, this is the Irish mob and just like friendships that develop that turn sour at at the end. It touch, does a very good job of establishing and character development of these. Mm-hmm. De Niro is fantastic in it, and, but it's De Niro in the '80s. So what do you '70s '80s? So what do you expect? Uh, mm-hmm. Sergio Leone's last movie. Uh the score is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh Jennifer Connolly's in this movie. She's like 13 years old in this movie. Um oh. The only thing that hasn't age well is, is uh I think James Woods is in this movie. <laughs> and if <laughs> anyone seen James Woods, it's um not great on on social media. But no, it's um it's really I think you guys should actually you know what? I think you guys should give it a shot. It's very don't watch it complete in one take if, if if you think the length is too much. But it's. That's what uh, said. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I'm more curious as to what um what Ryan would think. So I'm it's probably good. It. It's funny with this movie. uh there's a lot of production issues with this movie. uh similar to your boys Snyder. Actually, the original <laughs> version of this movie was cut to two hours and 19 minutes. And it was like destroyed by critics because it was like edited poorly and it was an incomplete film. After um the year, I believe the European version is the four hour cut, and it's the complete film. So give it a shot at your own at your own discretion. Remember, it is um it's it's a long one. Uh, number nine is the Untouchable the training
1: for the Snyder cut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that Once Upon a Time in America is the longest movie I've ever seen. So um. There, there's that. Uh, Number nine is The Untouchables. It's what is De Niro playing? Know, Cap- De, Niro, De Niro playing Capone, mm-hmm. Sean Connery. It's fantastic. And Kevin Costner not making a sports movie in the 80s was a shock. So, uh, number eight, I'll probably be the only one that has this on here The Public Enemy.
2: I heard a lot of. Wait, the, the original, though, right?
0: The original from 1930,
2: I believe, 1932. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic.
0: It's kind of like the quintessential. A uh, gangster film of that era, and Cagney's just incredible in it. Number seven was the first gangster film I ever saw, and still holds a nice place in my heart. Scarface. Okay. As I've grown older, I do see the flaws in the damn movie, but it's still fantastic. And Al Pacino, da- Al yeah. Pacino dancing is um is still a joy to watch. And, and it's
2: know. so quotable. It's so mother effing quotable. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know what's funny? Um, th- I being Cuban. Have never, I've, you know how social media is nowadays, and everyone's like with this with cancel culture era. So Pacino's been, Pacino's Cuban p- representation seems to get a lot of flack. I never was offended by it. <laughs> I don't, I don't find any offense to it. His accent is terrible. No Cuban ever talks like that. But um, I wasn't offended at all. And then my number six is a movie that went up actually on my recent rewatch, and that's The Bronx Tale. OK, nice. Because for me, it's it's not just a gangster film. It's a coming of age story mm-hmm. and it works on every, every single level. I am shocked that that movie got no awards love when it came out and back in the 90s. But, yeah, that's my 10 through six. I'll do five through two. Funny here. Bronx
1: tale story real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, So, you know, the, the part of it where he's like, you have to give her the test with the car which now you can't even do because of automatic locks and all that. So I told my buddy about that. And one time we were going somewhere and I look in the, I look and he actually does that as a joke. I found that funny story. Anyway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> N- now the next three are spoiler Scorsese heavy. Uh, My number five is the departed. Um, it finally got Marty's Oscar win, and this movie is aged like fine wine. It's incredible. J- uh, I think Jack Nicholson is really, really good in this, and I don't think anyone talks about him. Uh, Leo's the best in the movie, best in the show by a lot. Uh, Matt Damon's fine. Mark Wahlberg's Mark Wahlberg. Uh, but yeah, no, and The Departed is fantastic. Number four is The Irishman. Uh
2: you love that movie. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what
0: the thing is with that movie for me, I think it what it does really well, it's not to me it's not just a gangster film. I think it touches on life is it's like a a an examination of life and choices made throughout your life that aren't at the end of the day, you know, people have regrets over. It's it's about life's regrets. It's not just a gangster film and I think it also touches on the the humanity of like you know when you're old like I think Smarty made this movie as a tale of like like no one's invincible type of thing despite what you may think you are when you're younger and I think the movie is it's really incredible I it sucks it got you know it went you know broke a record of the biggest Oscar loser of all time but um I love it I think it's fantastic and I think it's Marty's best film since number three Goodfellas um to some, this is the best Marty film. To me, it's the second best film after Taxi Driver because of the end. I kind of have a hard time with the last like 25 minutes of the movie. But if uh, the first hour and 45 minutes is a perfect movie. like From performances, from narrative, from script, from cinematography, from music, everything about this movie is fantastic. And um, I know Ryan has a higher... <laughs> My number two is what I consider one of the greatest, if not the greatest movie ever made, The Godfather, because I'm not I know no, I, I'm not gonna dog Ryan on this one. Um, yeah, I I think you guys know how much I love The Godfather. I think it's the perfect movie. Everything from script from performance, there is not a flaw in this movie for me. And yeah, that's my six through two. And I will rave about my number one in a little bit. Ryan, what do you got?
1: My number five is Pulp Fiction. You think that's a gangster film? Oh yeah. there are gangsters in it. <laughs> that's I don't know. The,
0: uh, Travolta, aren't, that's what Travolta I and Samuel Jackson are. I've never seen, never seen this movie on a gangster list. That's why I didn't put it in. It would be in my top. It would probably be my number four. I mean, my number three.
1: Yeah, no, say what again? <laughs> Number four, good fa- Godfather 2. Oh, my God. You are.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Oh uh, No, this is why I piss everyone off. Um, Number three, Godfather.
2: <laughs> and this number- is why I really piss you, you guys. Did you, did you put these in alphabetical order? Did no, I think he did. I think he did, No, because my number
1: Leo. two is really where I piss everyone off. Say hello to my number two, Scarface. You are out of your mind. Wow. I am
0: okay. out of your mind. It's my, my second you favorite. We're doing are fa- Out of your mind. If
1: we're doing best, this would be different, but we're doing favorite. You
0: are out of your
1: mind. I watched it yesterday and I was enthralled by it and I couldn't, can't wait to watch the, it again.
0: I, congratulations. <laughs> you are out of your mind. I'm going to put you in the loony bin with all the Snyder Cut fans. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. Oh, come on. <laughs> Oh my God! Go ahead, Leo. Save us,
2: please. <laughs> so my number five is Snatch. I've never um, seen Snatch. So yeah. I, London Mob. It's London gangsters. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's it's it may not be like full on gangster life. Is, um, is that guy Richie? It is guy Richie. Okay. Yes. Um, uh, so that's my number five. My number four is The Departed. Nice. Um, although that is, I think much like you, Dave. Like for me, I think The Departed is like the closest into breaking into the top three. But you're never really gonna break into these top three.
0: Yeah, unless you're Ryan. Unless
2: you're Ryan. <laughs> unless you're the incredible Scarface, 1983. Uh, number three is Goodfellas. Um, my number one is Godfather One, and
0: you're- I guess
2: I'll start to swing back. My number one favorite gangster film and i think it's a kind of what you mentioned dave it's like i think both godfather 1 and godfather 2 um they end up becoming much like how irishman is about like life i think Mm -hmm. that's what these comes into too i think the whole like mystique about family and loyalty plays a big part in the mouth in the gangster lifestyle you know what
0: hold on Ryan. hold on leo because we're not going to end this podcast
2: on goodfellas
0: so go ahead go ahead ryan (laughs) executive decision being made talk about goodfellas as your number one
1: I absolutely love Goodfellas. It was I think my one of my if not my first one of my first gangster films and I've loved it ever since. I, like and it's funny, I used to be like you Dave like the lat after Pesci gets shot, I'm good, but now like it's grown on me. I don't know what it is, but it's grown on me as I've gotten older. And I don't know, now I'm going to go watch it. I was actually
0: I was actually the other way around. I used to love everything about it. It just—I don't know—pacing wise, it just completely. I got you. It just—I don't—I don't know. I just I don't, don't want know, to man. be a coked up Ray Liotta just fucking driving around for the last twenty minutes.
2: So I—I <laughs> I, still—I still think it's like everything in that mother freaking tracking shot that ends um act one.
0: Yes. Or is it, everything the, in that tracking perfect, shot, beautiful. I would
2: watch over a good hmm Like
0: it's—it's it's one of the best scenes like ever. Like that uh-huh. tracking shot at, they're at the Copacabana, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Oh yeah, because I think that's the perfect, like, in terms of like, I think despite I think Godfather two and we're gonna talk about it in a second and one are the two best, but I think that Marty what he does there, I don't think anyone brings us into the world of a gangster better than that shot that scene of mm-hmm. them just taking him to the, through the bottom of the club all the way to the top and then put him to the table and in, in the front. Uh, yeah. So I agree with you, but no, I, I, we love good fellas, Ryan. I, 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 just, yeah, I, know. I just hate your number two. Like I fully on loathed.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> it's I knew you would. To your top five does not be in your top. Two. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, like you are definitely on Snyder. You're on timeout with the Snyder cut fans. That is, <laughs> that is your punishment.
2: I'll uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Leo. Yeah, no. Uh, Godfather two is to me still. I think it's it's just a it's it's weird because Godfather one, there is no Godfather two without Godfather one type thing. But I just I I still prefer Godfather two to Godfather one. I. I think that the two different stories being told in an expert manner, um, you you get two different worlds involved. I, I there's not much more we have left remaining to say about how awesome godfather 1 and godfather 2 are if you want to hear more we have an episode dedicated specifically to those movies yes but it's
0: okay i do i can add some more uh (laughs) so godfather 2 is my number one as well and i it's my favorite film of all time it has the greatest performance of all time and that is not because i love the movie it is objectively what i think the best performance ever with Pacino and Godfather 2. Uh, it has one of the most emotional moments I've ever seen in a movie with the abortion scene from, uh, God in Godfather 2. It's probably, if we ever did a prequel list, it'd probably be one of the best prequels of all time because it also expertly manages to create a prequel and a sequel something that was undone at the time like it was unfathomable to be done at the time and effortlessly effortlessly does it yeah well like we talked about it many times i mean it's two of my favorite performances of all time it's my favorite film of all time and it's not scarface so (laughs) (laughs) on that note this is a fun list guys uh next week we will be back to you guys can tell me how wrong i was with my Golden Globes predictions, and next week, we are actually kicking off March by talking about one of the worst human beings of all time, Ferris Bueller.
1: I just remember all my life, I wanted to be a Potter. (laughs) See you at the movies, kids.